Chill. What it is, world? Welcome to another episode of the Mouse Talk Podcast. I am your host, Mr. JJ Mouse. And before we get into this incredible, incredible, dope episode that I got with my special guests, I'd like to thank all my listeners, all my uh, supporters, my viewers who've been uh, fucking with me on the podcast, man. Keep running them views up. Keep running the auto streams up, audio streams up. Uh, thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you all. And uh, just I'll make sure you subscribe to the channel, the Mouse Network. Please, please subscribe, subscribe. Um, keep bringing out this dope content and with special guests like I have have right now. Now, if you're not at the honor and the pleasure of hearing this man's music for the past, I say, 10 years or probably even 12, yeah. then you're missing out on something uh, with this brother right here. He is the CEO of Devonair Music Group coming straight out of Memphis, my hometown. This dude has been putting it down and I feel like he's been very, 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 very fucking overlooked. With the work he's been putting in with his his visuals, uh, if you check out his music, you can tell he 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 goes in with the uh, with the with the mixing like the, the sound quality because especially working with a legendary engineer like Tommy D. And for those who don't know, that is that is the former former engineer for the, the Death Row, the prime Death Row in them early days. And uh, I'm just honored to uh, to have him on my platform, ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls of all ages, welcome to the Moss Talk Podcast, the one and only Young Trap. What it do, brother? Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on, boy. What oh, it do, man. man? Oh, man. Ain't much, man. Just out here grinding. And, uh, just, I'm, I'm glad to sit down and chop it up with you, man. How your 2021 starting out for you? It's looking good. Everything good. You know what I'm saying? Um, we're dropping projects. We, we make a move, so I can't complain. You know, uh, I'm out here in L.A. right now, so... Still kind of closed down a little bit, but it's opening up a little bit. So I'm just really in the studio cooking right now. So you know, it's all good. Okay, bet that, bet that. Now, you got the new project moving the groove right now. You released it on uh, Valentine's Day, Love versus Lust. Yeah. Uh, what was the, uh, what was like the, uh, I guess the thought process behind uh, recording this project, man? My, a lot of the project is years old, to be honest with you, like, I kept going back through my catalog of unreleased music. I was like, man, I got all these singy kind of records. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to put them out. Um, they ain't, they don't fit with my street music and nothing like that. So I'm like, okay, Valentine's Day coming up. Why don't I just do like a love playlist? So that's kind of what it was. I put together all like my my more laid back r and kind of records and I just put them in one playlist together. Um, came up with a title. Some of the songs like Groupie Love and Baby I Do. Mm -hmm. Man, six seven years old. Six seven years old. Damn, uh, cause baby, I do. Uh, it's becoming my favorite. I can't even front. <laughs> baby, I do is becoming my favorite. I like that. I, I had that on repeat. I, I Thank you, bro. Yeah, that thing's that thing's six years old, bro. But I, I I still like that record. It feel timeless. I'm like, it gotta come out. Oh man, oh man, I'm loving it, man. I'm loving to hear that. Uh, so like when you go in and uh, when you're going through the process of releasing like a project. And you're listening back to all these records. Do you is it you that pick all these, or do you have a team around you that help you to, uh, pick which records gonna make the project? Well, basically, like depending on what project I'm putting out, <clears throat> I boil it down to maybe you know from 30 to 15 songs, and then from them 15, I start sending them out to the team and getting their grades on them. So I send it out. Let me get your your your, your grade one to five. 
mm-hmm. on which record is which, and then I kind of boil it down with the team on which ones is the most best records. And I put 10, 12 songs out on a project like that. So it comes from 30 to 15, about 10, 12, based on you know what the streets like and what my what my people fucking with like that. Jeez. And that's what I like, man. Like that's what I like about your whole movement, man. Because I can just tell the way you move, you got a real professional movement. And that, that's one thing that I can respect you about, brother. I'm just letting you know on the real, man. Like, you have a very respectful grind, and you know, it very professional very too. Like you, you're very professional, and I like to see that within today's rap band, especially with in today's Memphis rap band. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so I one Niggas be regulars, niggas be late there thing. You know what I'm saying? Niggas be disrespectful to people's time. You know, I've been around for a minute rapping, so you know, my relationships is very important to me. So, you know what I'm saying? I handle people uh with respect, you know, the broke nigga to the rich nigga, everybody gets the same respect. Oh, you know, really? I, don't, I don't judge based on paper, accolades, none of that. Oh man. Uh that's actually one in, in my notes. Uh I wanted to ask you, man. Let any like any inspiring artists that might be listening or looking at this right now, please let them know how important building uh, relationships are for an artist or a CEO, man. Like, let them know, man, how important it is maintaining yeah, those relationships. I mean, it's just important. It's just as important as the music sounding good. Because once you get a good sounding record and you want to move forward with it. You know, you got to go through the, the people to get it through that thing. You got to go through your distributor, your your marketing, uh, Instagram influencers, DJs, promoters, um, playlisters, man. You know, so really it's just like you can be in your own way with your personality. Because if niggas mm-hmm. fuck with you and they like you, then they'll rock with you. It's much easier and smoother. You know, mm-hmm. so relationship take you a long way. I just signed the artist out of Memphis. He had a Frazier. His name YNC Crash Out. Yeah. And um, he hard. And I'm, I'm trying to get him on and let him know that's, you know what I'm saying? The way you handle people is uh, what's going to determine our future. So yeah, it's very important, bro. Oh, man. See, that lets me think. See, I can, I'm going to have to continue to big you up because, you know, I got that in my notes also. It's like what you got going on right now with Devin and Music Group. Cause you're not only mm-hmm. you're a boss yourself, but you, I'm saying, you setting an example and you bringing in other artists and you, you know what I'm saying, grooming them into bosses too. So I can definitely salute you on that, bro. Yeah, now, you know, with artists, man, I'm just here to help. You know, I ain't here to take all your money. I ain't here to dominate you. I'm just here to, to assist what you got going and improve it and see how I can add value to it. And um, I want to make some money too. You know what I'm saying? But I, I ain't greedy with it. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like Crash Out, YNC Crash Out, go follow him on Instagram right now. He got one of the best record deals in the business. I ain't gonna just, you know, I ain't gonna tell his business, but yeah. I don't know nobody else got it. I'm pretty sure you don't. I'm pretty sure you don't. And you, you know what I'm saying? You passing that game down to him. Now, with uh, Love versus Lust, what's the reception that you've been getting from yeah. so with it being out? Man, people loving it. Um, I am shit. You know, I was kind of I was kind of apprehensive about it, to be honest with you, because a lot of records is old. Mm-hmm. And um, but man, they hit, they still touching, and um, everybody everybody sending me text messages. My DM is full. I can't post enough of uh support. And um, man, I'm just happy about. it. I'm happy that it came out like it did, 
And uh, the visual, I just dropped a video today, Young Trap yeah. featuring yeah. Jake Hill. Yeah. MIA. MIA, yes, yes, I love everybody, it. Everybody liking the video, man. Shout out, shout out to everybody that was part of it. The director, uh, Lenny Coop, you know, the cast, everything, it was dope. Oh, yes, I'm loving it, man. When you, uh, because uh, I am, because I'm subscribed to your YouTube channel, so I was like wondering why like, it was like posted five hours ago. I'm like, damn, I didn't get the notification, and you sent me the link. I said, yes, it is out. So I checked it out like three times, three, four times in a row. I said, okay, I like, I like, I like this, uh, this little storyline behind it. And, you know, I can respect stuff like that. I like to see that going in, in videos instead of the usual niggas posted up guns yeah, yeah. and shit. So I like to see that. I, I ain't gonna lie, this, this is about the last time, I'm not gonna say the last time, but it's gonna be a while for you You hear me on some softer records. Like we having a hot spring of summer, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? We're going back. Streets. We putting out a record on uh, YC Crash Out. It's his single called "Let's Go." That's coming out March 14th with the video. Yeah. Um, we got a single right behind that called "Toxic" with YC Crash Out featuring Eddie Valero. All right. It's fire. You know what I'm saying? So I got Crash Out coming. I'm dropping my album right after that. Number Street shit. It's crazy. Uh, okay. Well, we're gonna definitely be on the lookout for that, my guy. Now. Uh, we finna basically head to the genesis of Young Trap. Uh, what part of the city you come from? Is it South Memphis? Well, my whole family from South Memphis. Well, let me, I'm gonna say this: my grandmother's side from North Memphis, like Smoky City. Yeah. My granddaddy, his whole family is South Memphis, like Trigg and Ridgeway, South Parkway. And then I was in between both those areas, and in the country, so Arlington too, like way out by the Wolf Chase. Oh, okay. South Memphis, Smoky City, and the country. So I was just hustling all around that thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay, you see, you doing your damn thing. You doing what you had to do, man. So I was. Uh, how would you describe your upbringing? It was rough. You know, so I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I got I got two sisters and a brother. Um, you know, I never met my daddy. My mama was on drugs back in the day, oh, and uh, my grandma she did what she could. You know, I, I started out selling weed in middle school, to be honest with you. Um, you know, needing clothes, needing, you know, wanting to keep up and, and not look crazy. You know what I'm saying? So I started hustling real young, and I come from a, a background on my granddad's side of, of street niggas and, you know, hustlers. So, you know, I had access, and the, the mentality was already there. So uh, I'm not regretful of it. It made me a hustler, but it was rough, G. <laughs> Wow, man, that's very understandable, man. That's very understandable, and then, and then it adds to your story because a lot of people wouldn't know that if you wasn't explaining it on this show right now. And you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. you know, you know, you don't know what people come from. You know, you see a nigga look polished afterwards, but you know, after you know, before the polish is the sandpaper. Yes, 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 and uh, so. How, uh, so you said basically, damn, you, you did like you did have a, a rough upbringing. Now, uh, did you have any, like any influences around you, like any male role models or anything like that? I mean, my my uncles and my great uncles, um, you know, them they were in and out of prison, selling cocaine and heroin and goddamn wild. So they was around, but it, it wasn't the right thing to show me. You know that. But, you know, I learned a lot from it. I learned what not to do, what not to be like. 
Um, you know, I learned I learned the behavior of people and what they'll do for money. You know what I'm saying? So I learned a lot of street shit that, that's very valuable now. Um, but where I'm from, you know, we raised ourselves. Ain't none of the homies really had no parents like that, none of my squad. So, you know, we bounced ideas off each other. We, we helped each other. We raised each other, basically. That's what's up. So, and, and she and rap music. <laughs> now, when did the uh, that that bug hit you for the music thing? Cause I'm, I know you started out just like any of us. We started off as fans, but when did right. that bug hit you? Like you just really like, then I I think I can really uh, I can get into this. It was early, like sixth grade type shit, fifth grade type shit. Like, uh, well, really about fourth grade, about. Seven, eight years old, um, you know, I would kind of start freestyling. Like, I was a little hair, like on Play or Fly, I used to have them, them tapes, Dogs of the Cut, but he'll leave the instrumental playing for two, three minutes. Yeah. Like, we had a karaoke machine rapping to that motherfucker. That's when I got hard, you know. And um, 3 6 used to do the same thing, leave them long instrumentals. I used to rap behind them, John, on the karaoke machine. I got hard like that. And then growing up, you know, study hall, shit like that. I write poems and raps. Um, I dropped my first group album in ninth grade. This group album was called The Riders. Shout out to Drummer Boy. He made all the beats yeah. on The Riders album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninth, ninth grade, I think we put another album out, 11th grade. Uh, shout out to Drummer Boy on The Riders albums. And, um, you know, I just, after that, bro, I was just really getting into too much trouble, man. I felt like I was going to hurt somebody or be in jail, bro. So that's why I ended up moving to Atlanta. And that's when I started my solo career as Young Trap. Ah, okay, okay. Now, uh, how long did, like, for you, when you got to rapping, even with you being in groups, how, like, did you feel like you had to come with, like, with your, uh, develop your own Young Trap sound, like, not people affiliating you with your old group stuff. You feel like you had to like basically stand out from what you what they may be used to, as far as the group shit. Um, no, I wouldn't say that because everybody honestly would tell me I stuck out of my group. Oh, okay, cool, sure. So you know, with me sticking out of my group, you know, I know who I was. Everybody know who they are. <laughs> you know, yeah. Not to put it against anybody yeah. else, but you know who you are, and um. I was just super self-motivated with this shit, man. And um, when I moved to Atlanta, you know, I, I was hitting the gas. You know, I was hitting, I was full throttle at that point, bro. You no know, looking back, you know, I had moved away from my family to do this shit, to, mm -hmm. to get out of trouble, to, to to do something different. I had to make it work. A lot of people really don't know, man. Like you have a you have a nice catalog, not only with mixtapes but albums too. You have a really uh, a very very good catalog. And I feel like a lot of people are really sleeping on them, man. And yeah, go check me out. Go to Spotify, Apple, Title, Pandora, whatever you want. Go to it right now, man. Type in Young Trap. You gonna see the light skinned nigga with the money to his earth. <laughs> Look like I always am. Um, goddamn. And shit, I got seven studio albums, two mixtapes, and shit, probably a hundred singles. Man, you really, uh, you really be putting it in now. Now, tell me about the chemistry between you and Tommy D, because with him being such a legendary figure, and you being young trap, like how's that chemistry between you two? Because you know, you might want to. 
Uh, I met Tommy through uh, I met Tommy through a friend of mine named G One. G One is a, he a LA nigga. You know, he was a uh, he made beats with DJ Quick. That was like you know his his team. He was rocking with Quick for a long time, mm -hmm. and um, he ended up introducing me to Tommy. Me and Tommy hit it off. He just he just a funny white dude, cooler here, and um. We had a dope chemistry. I started. I, I did. I started doing my first singles with him, and I just kind of just kept coming back to him. He was close to my house initially when I used to live in Hollywood, so I used to walk to the studio. Sometimes I walk over to the studio. So mm -hmm. it was this thing at first, and then you know, a nigga just became my friend, really, and then we just kept going in. Now, one of the projects I want to know about uh, was it called Money? It was uh, Money Talks Project. That's my first solo album. Yep. Yeah. Tell me about the thought process going into that, like that whole that whole mindset of going to like your first solo, and like how was like what was going on during that time, man? I ain't gonna lie, I was lost. I I ain't know I didn't know about you know solo album and like that. Like it was really just a compilation of songs I had made because I wasn't working on the album. I was just dropping songs. That's why a lot of it, you see the tempos is all in different places. Cause, shit, I just threw some songs together. I had a lot of songs. I just put my favorite little joints together on the project. Mm -hmm. um, man, I ain't know nothing about no artwork. The artwork was trash. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it, it was my learning experience in Atlanta. My first time recording in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Put my compilation of songs together. Um, it was all new to me, bro. So, and, and for me, it was just kind of like. I defined a moment in my life because shit, I, I ain't, I'm away from my family. You know, I ain't shit. I'm just meeting new bitches and kicking shit, like living like a bachelor. I ain't never did this shit. Like in Memphis, like, you know, of course you, you had hoes and shit like that, but like, Atlanta don't hold no level. And then living alone, you know what I'm saying? Just me, you know, it, it just was a different vibe. I'm in the studio at night alone where I used to be in the studio with a hundred niggas. Mm -hmm. It's just way different. So I just took a different approach. It really just all me. My thoughts. First time just being out alone without my people like that. Yeah. Now, how did your family feel about that you made the move to Atlanta to pursue this music dream? How, how did they feel about that? It really wasn't, I mean, it really wasn't for the music dream initially. Like, mm -hmm. I wasn't going to stop doing music. You know, bro, I was selling dope, bro, and I was getting in trouble. Niggas was jealous of me. I bought an 18 wheeler. And it's just like my niggas in my hood, they hated me so much for being who I was, man. I just had to get away from enough. Like I said, I'm gonna either hurt some of these niggas or nigga be gonna smoke me. I'm being jail. You know what I'm saying? I just I felt like I, I couldn't see no future in the city, man. I just felt it felt like I finna crash, bro. I just I just wanted to like to save me. I went to the A and I was talking back and forth with a drummer boy at the time. He was like, man, just come to the A, Chuck, come to the A. Mm -hmm. we, had just, we had just bought the, uh, I think it was the CLS 500. I was doing really well financially, but I just felt like a, that, 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 that monkey on my back, bro. You know what I'm saying? I had a road. Oh, man. So now where did the name uh, Devin Air Music come from, music group? Like what made you, uh, Basically, brand that at your label. Um, 
There's this girl, girl that lives in these apartments with me in Atlanta. I know you hear all the sirens, man. Hollywood, wow. Nah, you good, um, man. We good, we good, we good. There was this girl named Leandria. I'm gonna get her, I'm gonna get her credit on that. Okay. She used to uh I put, you know, I I, I always was really into clothes, so she always would say, Trap, you so debonair, trap you so debonair. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really hearing that shit in Memphis. Like, nigga wasn't really saying no shit like that. You know, a nigga fresher here. Yeah. She talking about debonair, come debonair. And then I, I started, that shit started ringing off and nigga started saying it a lot. And it just kind of stuck with me. Like, so I named it my company, WM Music Group. Ah. You know, after that, some of the people that um, was around me in Atlanta picked up on my name and they started using a couple, a, a particular DJ started calling himself the debonair DJ. Um, and that's my dog. I ain't, I ain't, ain't no, you know, I ain't hating to try to say that he stole it, you know, because it's just a word, bro. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm definitely the first nigga running around with that. And, um, you know, the, uh, people came afterwards with it. Okay, man. Now, uh, someone that you've been rocking with for a very long time, Mr. CEO, man, how did y'all end up linking up? Shout out to him. Also, shout out to him for getting, you know, the, the Super Bowl look. You know what I'm saying? That was big for the city. Shout out to Mr. CEO. That's my dog. Yep. Um, yep. I've been on CEO since probably like 10th grade. Um, oh, damn. Okay, cool. I don't think how I met him. We all had the same group of friends. Like, you know, a few niggas I was rocking with and the nigga he was rocking with kind of mixed in with the same nigga we were rocking with and just kind of like bumped into each other in, in the streets like, on some, this is my homie, this is my homie, and then we all linking up with the same few niggas, so which is like, we were just like, like 10 niggas deep, and, and it just kind of happened like that. And then once I figured out who he was, he knew some of my cousins uh, in Raleigh, you know what I'm saying? So it was just kind of like, shit, this, this home team. Mm-hmm. And me and CEO, we got into it when we were young niggas. Like, we, we kind of bumped heads a little bit, and then as we grew up, we got real tight, and we've been locked in, so that's my dog. So that's kind of how it be happening sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Now, uh, I'm not. I'm trying to look to see what did something like that exist. Um, do you and him have like any like? I know y'all got a bunch of songs together, but y'all have any like any projects together? No, nah, we ain't never did a tape. We we always talked about doing a tape. Y'all should. Anytime, anytime, y'all sound good together. Okay. Anytime that we would try to do a tape, we just have creative differences. Oh, okay. So. You know, some songs that he would be, you know, serious about, I wouldn't think they were good enough. You know, shit like that. You know, back and forth with records, and we just wouldn't agree on the records. Yeah. Um, we, just, we almost, it just kind of seemed like we do better with one-offs. We should just probably just cook up a lot of one-offs and just put them together. Because, like, just trying to bounce back and forth with a project, it'd be like, man, that shit don't be working with us, man. Uh, there's understanding there. There's understanding. Now... Would you, um, you've been independent for so long. Have you had any situations where, like, your majors tried to, like, or any, I guess, big labels tried to offer you any situations? Of course, of course. Uh, even in Atlanta, like, some of you, some some of these niggas' favorite rappers approached me with uh, situations I, I turned down. One, one guy I was uncomfortable with, what he was known for in the streets, and then kind of linked with my brand. Uh, another guy, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna drop their names on them. No, another guy, uh, it just wasn't, you know. I just kept hearing bad things about who he was doing business with. Um, he actually did business with somebody in Memphis. I, I ain't gonna talk about him though. 
But these are these are A-list stars. I turned those down. I just didn't feel comfortable with it, bro. And I wasn't rich. When I was in Atlanta, I wasn't up, up. You know, I probably had 30, 40 grand or some shit. Yeah. I wasn't up. You know, but I, I knew who I was. I knew my future. And when I came out here to L.A., I got offers by majors two or three different times. I took meetings, probably six different meetings in majors. Mm -hmm. uh, one in particular, label, I kept going back. and we, we just couldn't agree on splits. And, you know, they, they undervalued me. And um, I'm happy I didn't do it. I'm happy I didn't do it. I still own the rights to my name. I still own all my pub, mm -hmm. my total company. I'm happy I just signed YNC Crash out to Debonair. Gave him a really good deal. He's happy. It's the best time of my life, bro. Oh, man. Now, what part of your um, part of your career, like, did you end up basically getting so big business savvy far as on the industry? Or have you always been like that? I learned the music business in Atlanta. Um, trial and error, really, like, my DJs are trying to charge me so much money for small services and promotion people is, you know, getting over on me. It's trial and error, like, you know, you 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 hire two, three publicists, then you learn publicity yourself. You know what I'm saying? You you hire two, three DJs, then you kind of see what the rate should be. Mm -hmm. You know, you 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 deal with two, three promoters, you you see the you find out what, what should really be happening. So once you do things repetitively, you figure the game out and then you can move from there. So it's just kind of like was trial and error for me until I learned the business. And it ain't a relationship I ain't got. You know, that's why I, I done started like outsourcing some of my services, you know, with marketing and if people want to do radio, they come to me. A lot of even independent major labels that have a couple people that have uh, artists signed to a major that are still independent company. They come for me mm -hmm. for, for marketing, for for radio assistance, for uh, to, to help create their ads on socials. You know, so I got it, bro. <laughs> I see. And like, and that just want to like, I want to give you your props for doing that, man. I just want to give you your props because you know, for I know I want to know from your standpoint, like, how are you able to balance being a CEO and an artist? Like, you you running everything. I, I know you have people around you who help you and stuff like that. But how is like that? Because most people can't do that. They can't focus on the music and focus on the business side. Of it. A lot of people can't balance that. A lot of people can't focus on anything. You know, that's something I, I, you know what I'm saying? That's something I noticed that, um, you know, a lot of people can't focus on anything, but normally women and shit like that. True. So, um, you know, most of these niggas, you got to give them a job and follow up behind them and make sure they do it correctly. Me, I ain't never been like that. I've always been a leader. I've always been uh, someone to make the play and not get thrown a lob. Um, this shit mean a lot to me, man. I love this shit. So I just took this shit a lot more serious than others did, and I retained those relationships. And um, I put that work in, bro. I wake up on the laptop. I go to bed on it. I've lost friends behind. It. I lost girlfriends and, and, and female friends from me not giving up enough of my time because I'm on my business, and they didn't understand why, or they didn't understand that they can't trump, you know, my future. And um. You gotta give up something to get something, bro. And niggas ain't willing to give up shit. You got that right. You definitely got that right, man. Now, uh, how do you feel about the current spotlight that's, that's on Memphis right now? Because shit, 
if you can just really just look at it like Memphis is running this rap shit. Like we, we got sure. people like Pooh Shiesty got the number one album in the country. Yes, we sir. Got, got CMG running shit. We got Paper Route running shit. You got Endless running shit. Like you got people like you got a lot of talent in the spotlight yeah. is on the city and shit. You including it, you and Mr. CEO, y'all including this shit. And like, so how you feel about the current state of that spotlight that Memphis got right now, man? I'm, I'm super excited about the city, man. You know what I'm saying? I always had faith in us. I knew we always had the talent. We always had the sauce and the droop, man. We always had it. You know, we just didn't have nobody. Like I was telling the homies the other day, like. I went and got YNC Crash out and I'm developing him like we didn't have a big homie to do that for us. Like if, if niggas would have had a me, man, the city would have been on five niggas would have had a guy at then or a dog then. Like, you know, back when three six had it and, and ball, you know, three six put a few people on, but you know, with, with our bigger acts, they didn't they didn't take on acts and, and give young people shots. And um, you know, I'm here to do that. You know, I, I see I see God and Dolph doing that very well. And um, I ain't letting up. I'm giving me some of this talent too. And um I'm giving out better deals than, than niggas is. Just to be honest with you. So I'm making I'm making sure that people's family, you know what I'm saying, uh can eat long term and not just while they're hot. And uh you'll you'll eventually retain your masters back to your own family and you know, being more considerate of how the game's changing and not being greedy. That's one thing I can respect you about, man. Now, um, who else do you have on the label right now? It's just me and YNC Crash out right now. Uh, I manage Mr. CEO now. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I got my eye on a few other people in the city. I ain't gonna say their name because if I don't pull the trigger, they, they're gonna feel some type of way. But I, you know, I'm, I'm looking out for Memphis right now. And um, we got a, we got enough time to go around, bro. I'm actually looking at this girl. She out of, she she out of South Memphis. She hard. Uh, you know, I'm gonna keep my eye on her and just see if she if she continues to look motivated. I'm gonna go get her. But I got a few people on on my mind that I'm I'm, I'm you know I got some plans for it soon. You'll see. But right now, man, YC Crash Out, YNC Young Trap, and Mr. CEO. Over at Devon there. Man. So uh you uh and you dropping another project pretty soon this year? Yeah, I'm gonna drop a project probably probably about June. I'm gonna drop some. I'm gonna let it crash out had a spring. He gonna come with them two singles and I might drop an album on him. Um depending on you know what he wanna do. I'm keeping going whatever he wants to do for his career. I'm I'm back, I'm behind it. Me, I'm about I got about a hundred still unreleased songs, but all of them ain't good enough. I probably got about eight songs that's making this album so far already. So probably another month of recording, I got it. And I'm talking about fire. Nice. Now, before we uh get out of here, man, I wanna I wanna know from your from from you, man. When you get to the point where music is no longer your focus and you know you started to get into other stuff, like how were Young Traps, how would you like your legacy to be remembered for your music, man? I ain't never going to stop doing music, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to continue signing artists. You know, I'll be an executive till I leave here. Um, 
as far as me recording music, you know, who knows when I'll stop, if I'll ever stop. I don't know, you know. They don't make you two stop. You know what I'm saying? They don't, they don't make Guns N' Roses stop. That's true, that. You know what I'm saying? Long as the, long as you putting out really good shit and niggas want to hear it, I'm coming with it. But, you know, of course, I'm going to get tired of recording at some point. But I ain't never leaving the game. But, you know, as far as, far as my legacy, I just want to be known for, 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 honestly, at this point, not, not even just me, my music, but the assistance I'm about to give the city and these other artists is probably what you're going to remember about. So, oh, he signed Crash out. He, he helped this guy. He helped that guy. I think that's what make you huge is, is the people that you put in place. I don't think that we would value Rick Ross without him giving his olive branch. I don't think that your guy would be who he is without the people around him that he's assisted that, that make his legacy great. So I think that the help that you give out uh, kind of will determine your legacy. Oh, man, I like that. I definitely like that, man. Now, man, thank you for saying sitting down with me and chopping it up with me real quick. Uh, I'm just gonna, right, thank you. Uh, my platform is always open to you and your brand and your artists. Uh, interview, you, any promotion or something like that, just get at me, man. You got my number. And uh, let yes, the people know where they can find you as far as social media. Yeah, man, follow me at Young Trap Music. That's with a Z, Y-O-U-N-G-T-R-A-P-M-U-Z-I-C. Young Trap Music on Twitter, Spotify, uh, Young Trap on Spotify, Apple, Tidal, Pandora. Anything you get music on, type in Young Trap, the new album called Love Vs. Lust. Go to YouTube right now, Young Trap MIA out right now. Yeah. Why I see Crash out, screw My young nigga, you know what we're doing. Man. Now, now uh, do, you get, do you got any merch out? Yes, sir. I got no merch out right now. I had the Fuck Love shirts. You know how that song I did with Too Short back in the day. We sold out on Fuck Love shirts so fast. Um, I ain't putting no merch out lately. I'm, I'm finna create, I'm finna recreate. Um, I'm actually thinking about doing a full line of Debonair apparel, um, a, a full clothing line. Um, cause I'm so into fashion, you know, I, I love clothes. That's really what all I do is shop. So, you know, I'm probably gonna come with a full line. I'm gonna still do some merch shirts for the records and the album and shit like that. I'm gonna do that soon. But, uh, I got my eye on that whole, the whole clothing line at this point. Yeah. Now, uh, damn, you mentioned too short, and I had that in the notes, and uh, I don't know how to fucking skip that. Just let me know. Uh, just explain how the fuck love record happened between you and people, man. Like that's like I'm saying, that's a big legend, and you a young Memphis legend. Like how yeah. did that come about? Man, I had this beat from this producer out here in L.A. His name is uh, Ayo Miko. Yep. And I was vibing to it, and I was come trying to come up with a hook. He had entitled the name of the beat. Fuck love. Oh, okay. So I guess I looked over at the computer and saw the shit was fuck love, and I, you know, I started mumbling. And I was like, you know, I came up, so I came up with the hook, and I was like, this shit's so, it's such so, so California, like, you know, I was like, who could fit on this record? Because I kind of wanted, to, you know, start working with some of the artists out here, and I was like, damn, too short. Then I was like, E40, then I was like, YG. Mm -hmm. So I contacted each one of those guys, and um. Based on timing, uh, availability, all those things, it ended up being me and short. So I talked to 40 people. I talked to YG manager. And uh, I finally got short on the phone. And me and short just kind of linked a little better. And short live in LA. When I hit YG, he was working on um, uh, what's the joint? Nikki and Big Sean. Um, 
was it Big Bang? He was, doing the, he was doing Big Bang video at the time, and he was dropping the album, so he really wasn't available. Yeah. And then, you know, 40 Water don't live here, and it was just a little more difficult. So me and Short locked in, and um, I went down to a studio downtown LA. Man, we had a ball here, real nigga. He fucked with Memphis hard, too. Fuck with Memphis hard. Yeah, he fucked with, fuck with Memphis. Oh, man. But uh, like I said, my platform is always open to you and your artists, man. Just, you know, just thank you, bro. And just thank you for, you know, being on my platform, you know, and, you know, shining that light on me, you know. Like, I appreciate it, man. I, Definitely. Appreciate you, man. Young Trap, Love versus Lust, a story right now. Go get the MIA video on YouTube. Let's get it. Yes. And uh, like I said, man, just get at me whenever you need me, man, promotional-wise or anything like that, man. And thank you. Uh, we're going to sign out on this. I am JJ Moss, and this is Young Trap, and we are out. Let's get it.